Glory to God. Welcome to the My Church. Hallelujah. We're here today. We were worshiping with you guys. And it's wonderful and it's powerful. And we're going to have a wonderful experience. I want to thank Pastor Tucker for uh, allowing me to, to lead with the word today. I want to start with worship. Here we go. There's beauty in my brokenness. I've got true love instead of pain. There's freedom though you capture me. Yeah, I've got joy instead of mourning. Oh, oh, oh. I've got true love instead of pain. That's freedom, though. Yeah. 
somebody give God glory and praise. Hallelujah. God is an awesome God. He's a marvelous God. He's a mighty God. It is great to be with you here on this Sunday. Just to let you know how much God loves you. Today is going to be a powerful, powerful day. We want to thank Pastor Tuckers for giving us this opportunity and to stand in on his behalf. I love my son and my daughter. I love their heart and I love how they care about their people and care about the work that's being presented to their people. And so uh, when he called and said, uh, would you mind teaching on the mind and our hearts and our desires um, I said it wouldn't be a problem because I know how important it is to make sure that the teacher of the word is one that believes like you believe and do things the way you would do things and so I just took a little liberty just to have some worship because it helps me out Amen. It helps me out when I'm about to minister. But most of all, listen, I thought of Pastor Stephanie and how she requests me to sing just about every time I, I, I minister at my church. And so I couldn't I couldn't just come and minister and not sing. Well, let's get ready for the word. Let's get ready for the word. Open your Bibles. Everyone, open your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Exodus. Exodus, chapter 20. Chapter 20. We're going to look at verse 1. And then I'm going to just pray a little bit and ask the spirit of God to move in a miraculous way Exodus chapter 20 verse 1 it says this and God spake all these words saying I am the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt out of the house of bondage. My God. And he goes on to say, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Today we're going to talk about the God first mindset. The God first mindset. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, I come to you right now asking you to saturate this atmosphere let your word go forth with clarity with understanding let it go forth O God where the people of God can experience the word of God live in it and see it manifest in their everyday life I bind up every hindering spirit every demonic force every principality anything that's not like you and I declare that this is holy ground have your way in Jesus name 
amen and amen. And the people of God said, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, we're talking about the God first mindset. And I want you to understand what will happen as we break forth the word of God. Number one, this is what you should expect. By the end of this lesson, you will be able to understand what is required to have a God first mindset and what are the benefits? What are the benefits? Now, we all know that this is a year of refreshing and restoration and restoring everything that you have and your family has not received everything that you have not and your family has not received in benefit God has set it up so that this year it will begin a process of restoration it will begin this year a process of restoration and we must understand what this process is all about now your pastor told me that he had been teaching on a subject concerning the how to to uh, re be restored both mentally and he also said physically and having the ability to have our emotions restored our way of thinking restored our life restored and I want you to know that that's what God is interested in he's interested in everything in your life you know the Bible says you remember this that it says he says the thief cometh but to steal to kill and to destroy but I have come that you might have what life and have it more abundantly the reason why God sent Jesus was not just to get you and I to go to heaven, but it was to uh, allow heaven to come to earth and experience a changed life. He wants, he want, came to restore everything that the adversary has stolen, has, has broken. Every, everything that the devil has done God is interested in it being restored. Now, 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 the key is we have to, we have to understand where restoration begins because it's got, it's, 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 it's got to begin on the inside and that has to deal with the way you think. That's how it has to deal with your heart condition. That has to deal with how you speak. Restoration and refreshing will begin on the inside. God always does whatever he wants to do. He always starts it on the inside. In, 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 in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, uh, for those that are Bible scholars, you know this. When, when God's presence was in the Ark of the Covenant, and, and the Ark of the Covenant represented the power of God, the presence of God, the provision of God, uh, the backing of God, everything that you needed from God, it was it was connected to the, the, the Ark of the Covenant. And and do you know that the Ark of the Covenant was tra traveled with the, the 12 tribes of Israel? But if you have pictures of how it was 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 set up was the tr when they camped, 
the 12 tribes would uh, uh, encamp around uh, the, the, the ark. All of the tribes were encamped around the ark. The ark was in the center in a tent. Y'all hear me, hear me, hear me. It's symbolic that, that God wants to want to wanna be the center of your life. That's, that, that's what it's, it's symbolic of, that, that the Ark of the Covenant, which is the presence of God, the protection of God, the power of God, the provision of God, the backing of God. God says all of that has to be in the center of your life. Not only that, not only that, but 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 when they, the, the God gave instructions concerning the how to prepare the tent, the, the, the he, he gave the instructions uh, that started from the inside out. From the inside out, God is interested <laughs> in being a blessing to you, but it always start on the inside. Oh, God, that's that's what he's about. He's about getting on your inside. Then then look, look, look at how it ha took place. Then when they took the ark and it was placed in a temple, the watch this. It was inside the temple. It was inside behind the, the veil, if you will. That 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 the, the the place where 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 God was interested in 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 residing, the place that was supposed to keep God was behind a veil inside the temple. It's symbolic of God being in the from moving from the place that were in a tent into a place which is a temple. And it's on the inside. Whatever God's gonna do in your life, you gotta get some stuff on your inside. Uh, in your comments, in your comments, in your comments, type it up right now. Type it up. Just say it's an inside job. I mean, if you, you got joy, it's going to be an inside job. Uh, uh, your peace is going to have to be an inside job. Uh, uh, your, your healing is going to have to be an inside job. God wants to do everything that starts on the inside, if you will. Okay, all right, all right, listen to this, listen to this. Then, then when, they, when it came from uh, the temple, then the, the Bible says Jesus came, and, and you do know that, that he shed his blood, he died on the cross, and when he died, the watch this, the veil ripped from the top of, 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 of the temple down to the bottom to let everybody know that it wasn't ripped by man. That, 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 that it was ripped by God because God was, watch this, his presence, his protection was leaving the temple and then it was supposed to come into our hearts. Because, watch this, you believe in your heart and then you confess with your mouth. Everything that God's going to do is going to start on your inside. Your spirit man is completely renewed. Watch this. Your mind is being renewed. And then when Jesus returns, we're going to receive a new body, a uh, 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 incorruptible body. Watch this. So God starts it on your inside with a brand new spirit. And then he has to do it on your inside with a new way of thinking. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be renewed by the renewing of your mind, that you might be able to prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect 
perfect will of God. God is still working on our inside. And when God does it on the inside, it's going to be seen on the outside. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think according to the power that worketh where? That worketh where? In us. I believe that we're so busy looking for stuff outside that we're not paying attention to what God wants to do inside. God wants to change you from the inside out. And if we're going to have results this year, if we're going to have restoration this year, if we're going to have refreshing this year, it's going to start on the inside. And the number one thing, what we must have is a God first mentality. God first. God must mean more to you than anything else. That, 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 that has to do with it. Thou shall not have any, no other God before me. Now, this is my problem. I, I had a problem. Well, I, I because I was a, a preacher from a from very young age, probably about 20, 22, I, 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 I loved my, my son BJ. Well, well, we had our first kid, uh, uh, my oldest daughter, named Kaylin. Uh, we had her, and and boy, I I was so so boy, I was excited when I had her. But I knew I wanted a uh, a uh, uh, a son. But I've been calling her Boyd Junior for since before she was born. Then then my wife had the second second child, and. Uh, and the second child came out, and it was my youngest daughter, Kelsey. And I was I was excited, cause 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 Kelsey, uh, you know, is is a beautiful daughter. She has my heart, and and praise God. But but there was one more I was still waiting on. I was waiting on my junior, because you know, a man, you know, I was I was uh, uh, at that time I I was uh, B A Bullock Senior. You know, Boyd Avery Bullock. I was B A Bullock Senior. But but uh, I wanted to be uh, I mean, I'm sorry, be a bullock, but I wanted to be a senior and and I couldn't be a senior without a junior. And so uh, I went around for so many years just saying be a bullock, be a bullock. But once my my my, my son came, I, I, I became a senior. He changed me. <laughs> I was excited about my son. And so so one 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 morning it. it what God did was I was praying and talking to God. I would get up and be praying and be get up and just loving up on God and just worshiping and talking to God, studying scripture, all those types of things. God would tell me, get up to pray. I would get up and pray. I would just pray. I would feel the presence of God like never before those wee hours of the morning. But when, when my wife had the son, uh, I was so concerned because, uh, he was my son and, and, and I had such a, uh, a love for him that that whenever he cried in the middle of the night, my wife didn't have to get up for none of the kids, really for none of them, but especially for this BJ because I would get up and go after him. And uh, and 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 uh, when he whimpered, I w- I just wanted I wanted to be there, so I would get up and I would run out of up from my bedroom to his bedroom and just look at him and just I was thanking God for what what for him blessing me. And and then and one night I was asleep and, and the Holy Spirit woke me up and and said, all right, it's time to pray. Come on. Come on. Let's go pray. And and, and I and I, I, I 
I looked up and I, I, I said, I said, God, uh, can, can we do this, you know, about seven, about, it's four in the morning. Can, can you, can we, can we, can we pray at seven this time? And, and the Lord didn't say anything. It just, it was just a quietness. And then I went on back to sleep. And then about maybe, I don't know how long it was because I was asleep. But after a while, uh, my son whimpered and I heard it and I jumped up and I ran down the hallway. And while I was running down the hallway, God said, you got up for him. But you wouldn't get up for me. Oh, my God. I realized at that moment that I had allowed my son to become more important to me than God. I realized at that moment that I was worshiping the creation more than my creator. I was, I, I recognized at that point that I was so committed to what he had given me than the God that gave it to me. God reminded me so many so many times that I must be first that that's what he wants to be and he wants to be first in our lives he, he wants to be the superior uh, 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 expectation in our life he wants to be the apex if you will uh, of our lives he he wants to be the the Kilimanjaro <laughs> of our life he wants to he wants to be the mountain of our life and if we're going to experience restoration we have to put first things first we have to keep first things in the proper order we need to prioritize things properly and then we can expect what God wants to do to restore us from the inside out from the inside out what will it take that's the question what will it take for us to have a God mentality? To, to, to adopt a God mentality. Because this year, when you want, when you're going to be restored, this year, uh, when, when God's trying to do something, he has to give you a new mind. Because you won't even see what the blessing is uh, uh, from the perspective that the blessing is coming because you won't even think it's a blessing. See, sometimes we call things that are bad Watch this. No good. But God says, I'm calling those things that are bad to turn out good. For God will cause all things to work together for your good. And when you understand that even bad can become good, all you have to do is watch this. Face it. Speak to it. Be developed by it. Don't quit under pressure. You can allow the bad thing that you thought you saw come out to be a good thing that was God was trying to develop. He's trying to cut some stuff out of your life. And what he's trying to tell you is this. He says, it's through pressure that I exposed the real essence of who you are. Oh, God, did y'all hear this? Yeah, did y'all hear that? It is through pressure. Pressure has a way of exposing what is real. Pressure has a way of exposing what's not good. Pressure has a way from separating the good from the bad. Pressure has a way of separating the good from the God. Pressure has a way of showing you where you really are. 
It's by pressure. It's pressure. It's pressure. God says, how do you respond when you're under pressure? How do you act when you're under pressure? Do you lose your mind when you're under pressure? Oh, God, did y'all hear that? Uh, do you lose your, your, your self-control when you're under pressure? Do you respond like me or do you respond like the adversary under pressure? Pressure is a part of your process. You're going to have the pressure and you need the pressure to watch this, to work on you, to, to, to mature you, to develop you, to enhance you. God says that that's how you're going to see the mindset. The question is, do you really want God's mind? <laughs> do you really want to put God first? If you, if you want to put God first, somebody type up in, in your comments. Somebody type up, I want God first. I want God first. Go, go, come on, come on, come on. Matter of fact, if you know God is first, go on, type it up. Say, God's first, God's first, God's first. Put it in your comments. Listen, listen, saints of God. Listen, God is interested in your life being the best life that you can have. Right now, let my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the first part of earth it has to be done in is in you, which comes from the earth. So, 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 so God says, I'm going to do it in you. And I'm going to tell you what it will take. And then I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to tell you what it's going to take. Then I'm going to leave you alone. Number one, what it will take. It will take a reverential Fear, fear of the, of the Lord. In Proverbs chapter 1, we're going to look at verse 7. The Bible says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord. In other words, to have a reverential fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Hear this, hear this in the Passion Bible. Hear this in the Passion Bible. It says, how then? Does a man gain the essence of wisdom? We must cross the threshold of true knowledge. When we live in obedient devotion to God, stubborn know-it-alls will stop, will never stop to do this, for they are scorned true wisdom and knowledge. In other words, we get to a place where we honor and respect God is the beginning of all knowledge. It's the beginning of all revelation. It is the essence of, of, of the, the, the trueness of God. So I want to say this. I want to say this. We must remember what he's done for us. See, if when you remember what he's done for you, you will have a reverential fear. You have a reverential respect. In the book of 1 Samuel, listen to this, listen to this word, 1 Samuel, come on, come on, come on, y'all, let's go, I'm preaching, oh Lord, listen, listen, listen what it says, in, in, in 1 Samuel 12, verse, verse 24, this is what it says, only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for, watch this, consider how great things he have done for you. 
Listen, if, if you want to put God first and you want to have a reverential fear of God, that means a respect for God, a reverence for God, you, you got to begin to think about what he's done to you, done, done for you. You have to think about what he can do that can't nobody else do. You, 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 you begin to devalue the things on the outside and value what's on the inside. See, listen, there is something that God has given to you that's worth more than anything this world has to offer. The Bible says that you have precious faith. He says precious faith that is more valuable than silver and gold. When you begin to say that I have the faith of God, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 3, it says he's given unto every man the measure of faith. We have to change what we value. We have to change what we value. See, God's done some stuff that can't nobody else do. God's restored some things that can't nobody else restore. God, my daddy, like my daddy would say, he's opened some doors that no man can shut, and he's closed some doors that no man can open. You got to become grateful because of who he is. Who is he to you? He's my battle axe. He knocks things down. Who is he to you? He is my joy. Oh, unspeakable joy. Who is he to you? He's my everything. Oh, y'all, y'all, anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? He's in everything. Who is he to you? He is your beginning and your end and everything I need. I no longer look to the world. I look to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of my faith. How oh, I want you to know that all you have to do is give your attention to your God that you have reverence for. To have this mindset, to have this mindset. Not, not only that, number two, number two, hear this. We must care about God's opinion more than anybody else's opinion. You hear what I'm saying? We must care about God's opinion more than anybody else's opinion. When, when we have a God-first mindset. Now, now look, look at what happened. Do you remember the woman at the well? There was a woman at the well. Jesus, in the book of John, I believe it's chapter 4, he began to go after a woman that was at the well. And she was there. She got nasty with him. She was all in her emotions. She had an attitude with Jesus. She said, who do you think you are coming to me asking me for this water when you're a Jew and Jews don't have no dealings with us? And Jesus said, oh, if you knew who I was and who it is that asketh, uh, you'll be asking of him to give him, give you water. Then the woman, uh, she got, she started thinking, oh, Lord, uh, water that flows unto everlasting life. And then finally, she began to get interested in the water. And so she, she starts uh, saying, where you going to get this water? Where, what, for, for the well is deep. She didn't even understand what Jesus was talking about. But this is what happened. This is ultimately what happened. She said, uh, Jesus said, uh, go get your husband. And, when, and, and she said, I don't have a husband. Then Jesus said, oh, watch, hear this, hear this, hear this. I'm trying to go through it quick because I, you, I, I got so much more to preach. But listen to what he said. Jesus said, Until you, you just stop lying now. You well said. Hear this. Hear this. He said, because you have no husband. And the one that you had, you, you had five husbands. And the one that you're living with, you, you, you ain't married to him. Now watch this. As soon as she got beyond her emotions, her feelings, she got beyond herself. This is what she asked. 
Others tell us that we're supposed to worship in the mountains. Jews say that we're supposed to worship in Jerusalem. But where are we supposed to worship? At the moment she got past her feelings, at the moment she got past her lack, she forgot about water and started asking, where do we worship? She cared about God's opinion more than anyone else's opinion. I want you to know, we have to be so connected to worshiping God as far as, watch this, obedience, that we're concerned about obeying God, not just saying glory to God, not just saying hallelujah, not just saying thank you, Lord, and not just cutting a step, but we ought to get to a place where we just say, God, I want to know how to obey you. I want to know the right thing to do. I want to know the right things to say. I want to stop using my emotions to make my decisions, and I want to make my decisions based on your word. God, tell me what to do when we have God first we care about God's opinion more than anyone else's opinion oh God somebody ought to say amen somebody ought to say amen somebody ought to say amen to that that that's what matters it what really truly matters is what God thinks not religion not your denomination, not your tradition, but what does God say? If you're going to experience refreshing and restoration this year, you got to cut out everybody else and have a God mentality and say to your God, I only care about what you think. God's interested in having a relationship. Not, not through me. Not through your pastor. Not as a result of somebody else. He wants you to have a relationship with him. And we are, watch this, ushers, if you will. We are to, to, to usher you closer to God. That's what this word is about. This word is about when the sermon is done, the sermon keeps preaching. It speaks in your heart. God, you start talking to him. God, where are you? Talk to me. Tell me what I need to do. Tell me what I need to say. Tell me. Tell me how I need to behave. The Bible says, the Bible says that if we're going to put God first, we have to care about his opinions and we have to watch this. Remember that we're not trying to please men. We're trying to please God. Number three, number three, we must be glad to serve the Lord. The Bible says in Psalms one, I'll go there. If you want to go there, you can go there with me. Psalms. 100. Yeah, Psalms 100. We're going to start off at verse 1. It says this. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. <laughs> All ye lands. Then verse 2 says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. So, so, so to have a God first mentality is we got to have the mindset that we want to serve God and ain't nothing wrong with serving God. 
my attitude is seen through my service. Ooh, let me say that again. My attitude is seen through my service. My attitude, I cannot think that it's an inconvenience to, 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 to worship God. I, I cannot walk around with the attitude that it's a problem to, to be God's hands. It's a problem to be God's feet. It's a problem to be God's mouthpiece. We need to serve the Lord with gladness. Because watch this, uh, we got, we must be about our father's business. Listen, I believe, I believe, y'all got to hear this. Oh Lord, you got to hear this. I believe that this is the year where the church shows up and shows out. I believe this is where the church comes out of the, the four walls of the church, if you will, and start going out into the community and start being the church. I believe, I believe that covid has, has has done a job on us like 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 the, the the persecution of the Christians did a job on them back in Jerusalem. I believe that the 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 the, 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 the disciples and, and those who are new believers back in Jerusalem they were not dispersing and going out until persecution took place. And when the persecution took place everybody got out of town. Y'all <laughs> well, I believe, I believe that 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 this COVID has been uh, uh, the, doing the job of scattering the church. The church now can go into the marketplace. It can go into the workplace. It can go uh, places that we've never been before. This is the scattering of the church because the church is going to show up and show off. And God's going to restore us like never before. Everything that the devil has stole, we got to have the right mind set to receive it and it's time for you and I to walk in the power the anointing of God for real though uh, yeah I said for real though yeah yeah it's not enough just to have it on Sunday morning we gotta have an attitude of gratitude an attitude of obedience an attitude of celebration to serve him to serve him to serve him Type in there, my, 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 my attitude is to serve God with gladness. Come on, type it up. Type it up. I want to serve God with gladness. So number one, you got to have a fear for God. Number two, we have to care more about God's opinion more than, than, than anything else. Uh, number three, we must serve God, the Lord, with gladness. And number four, watch this. We must have a heart to obey in all things. Somebody shout all things. Somebody write it up, type it up, all things. We have to have a heart to obey God in all things. Woo. Listen, listen, listen. Go with me to Colossians. Let's go to Colossians. And let's look at uh, Colossians 3. And, and, and then look at, look at verse 22. Watch this. It says this, servants, obey in all things, your masters, according to the flesh, not with eye service as man pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing, watch, God. So even when I don't understand why God's telling me to be obedient, I have to be obedient 
watch this, because I got it on the inside, not from something that I saw on the outside. I have to have a spirit of obedience. It, it says this, this is how Jesus uh, 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 reached his goal. This is how Jesus ripped up the devil. It was, watch this, it was through his suffering. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews. Through his suffering, he learned obedience, even obedience through the suffering of the cross. When he got in the garden of Gethsemane and he said, I see this pain. I see this trouble. I see this betrayal. I see myself being stabbed. I feel the pressure. I'm, I feel depression. I feel uh, uh, stress and strain. It's, it, I, I, if, if you can take this from me, God, God, please take this from me. Let this cup pass me by. But he didn't get to himself. And he said, I'm not going to allow my emotions. I'm not going to allow my pain. I'm not going to allow the things of the precious of life to be more important than the purpose of why I came. And so God, even though it's going to be tough, not my will. Thy will be done. We have to be obedient even if it costs us some pain. Know this, that the pain will come with payment. <laughs> Woo! I said the pain will come with payment. You're going to be paid for it. God's never going to let you go through and not give to you. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all don't hear me. God's not going to let you suffer without giving you something to celebrate him about. God's not going to allow the pain to be more than the prize. God will show up and show out and you will be rewarded. Keep your focus. Maintain your commitment. Be committed to the things of God and watch God Restore and refresh every area of your life. So I, I'm, I'm coming on home, coming on home, coming on home, coming on home. So this is what we have to do. Whew. It doesn't matter <laughs> what others think. We've learned to recognize what truly matters. In the book of Matthew, Come on, come on, 16, verse 24. It says this. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, follow me. For whosoever shall save his life, whoo, shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life, for my sake, shall find it. For what is uh, uh, a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Listen, what God is saying is this. 
we have to put him first and reprioritize everything in our life. We have to know what truly matters. What matters is not what house you live in. What matters is not what car you drive. What matters is not how much food you have in the cupboard and in the basement in the freezer. What matters is not how much you get paid on your job. What really matters is not how many letters you got before your name or after your name. What really matters is not whether people call you sir and missus, whether they call you doctor or professor. It, what really matters is not whether or not you're sitting in a seat of, of, of elegance and respect in the government. What really matters, what really matters is not the things on the outside. It's really what is on your inside. It is your position of God. God matters. And that's what we have to make sure we keep prioritized in the right place. God first will restore your mind. God first will heal your body. God first will give you joy, unspeakable joy. God first will change your finances. God first will change your marriage. God first will restore your children. God first will bring things that you've lost back into your life. God first will turn the bad into the good. God first. And so I just want to say to you, let God restore your soul. Let God change everything in your life. Let God do it. Let God do it. Keep a God first mentality. Hallelujah. Keep a God first mentality. Amen. Keep a God first mentality so God can change the way you think. He can control your, your emotions and give you self-control and so many times when you feel like you're about to lose control. Do you hear me? Let God do it. Let God do it. Right now, if there's anyone that's listening to me and you've been challenged and shackled by the pressures of this world, of this life. You're, you're sick in your body. You're, you're depressed or whatever, whatever it is. I want you to know that God cares about you. He loves you and he wants to restore you. He wants you to be healed from the inside out. And so I, right now, in the name of Jesus, I, right now, speak healing. Oh, God. I speak healing. I speak it over your home, over your life, over your marriage. I speak it into existence over yourself. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for restoring. Thank you for changing. Thank you for healing. Right now, I curse that devil that's been chasing you. I curse it. I rebuke him. I command him, take his hands off in Jesus' name. Oh, God. Take his hands off your home. Take his hands off your children. Take his hands off your finances. I speak total restoration in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God right now. Woo. <laughs> Hallelujah. May your mind be restored. May your faith be restored. And may you see God in everything and in every area of your life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. It's giving time. It's giving time. It's giving time. It's giving time. Amen. Praise God. It's giving time. Whatever, we know what God speaks to you about what to give. We got to get to a place where we're willing to do and give whatever God tells us to do and give. And so, I pray, Father, that you would speak to your people in the name of Jesus and tell them what to give. Because we know that giving is one way to transfer heaven in the earth. It's one way to transfer the unseen into the seen. So I thank you, Lord, in advance. And the saints of God said, amen and amen. If you're a tither because you are part of my church and you have not been tithing, you gotta, you gotta go on and do it. You gotta go on and do it. You gotta go on and do it. Don't let trouble intimidate you. Don't let it intimidate you. Don't let it cause you to back up off your belief in tithing and giving. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. And I want to say to you that whatever God speaks to you to give, don't be ashamed of it in Jesus' name. Don't be ashamed of it. Just trust God. Now listen to this. Finally, I speak a blessing over every heart. I speak a blessing over every gift, every seed, that it goes, grows, change lives in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you so much. I hope you've been blessed by this word. I hope your life is changed forever. And I hope and I know that God will restore everything that the devil has stolen in Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.
Join Pastor Stephanie for Women of Worth every first and third Thursday at 7.30 p.m. on Facebook Live. Join Pastor Tuck in the Man Cave every second and fourth Thursday at 7.30 p.m. on Facebook Live. You can now watch the My Church broadcast on your Roku and Amazon Fire TV and Apple TV. Simply download the BoxCast channel and look for the My Church icon. Or catch the word on the go with the word at My Church Podcast. Now available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music. Tune in iHeart's Radio, Pandora, and Stitcher Podcast platforms. Just search for My Church Lynchburg. Now there's no excuse to go without the word. And for those of you with Alexa-enabled devices, simply enable the My Church Lynchburg skill in the Alexa app. Then say, Alexa, open my church Lynchburg and sit back and enjoy the word.